I like pleasure, spite with pain, and Ric Flair does an aeroplane, a penis aeroplane. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. <laughs> we are here to podcast, despite Mark's best efforts. <laughs> Did you make that song up, or is that an actual song? <laughs> it's aeroplane by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they actually call out Ric Flair's aeroplane, in it? No, no, I added the Ric Flair. Oh, right, I was going to say. <laughs> that is quite funny. I am. I am the middle-aged pistol, John Mack, and I am joined, as always, by a man who chops down trees just to make toothpicks, a man who uses Brill Cream on both his head and chest, a man who's furiously working to refine his gimmick, the cubic zirconia stud, me, Mark Crowther. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. It's a very... Very rare Sunday recording today, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm I'm lethargic as fuck. I've just had a day of just broken air conditioning in work and just sweating my absolute knackers off in a suit. Yeah, that's uh, not the best, is it? It's, it's it's a little bit sweltering at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> just a touch. So they've they've put this new aircon unit in, and yeah. uh, it's been in there about ten days. And on Friday, it just started pissing water. <laughs> so I've gone off do you, do you know like when someone leaves the bathtub on like the bathtub yeah. and it's come through the ceiling it was yeah, like that so I've like yeah I've legged it upstairs to see if anyone left a fucking tap on nope just pissing out fucking from the aircon unit so we've had no aircon for you know the last two to three days Horrendous. in the hottest hottest days of the of the year so far yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and you ask these people to, to come and fix it and uh they're not they're not, you know, forthright and just run at you and go, Oh, come on, yeah, we'll get it done. It's you know, probably probably a week next Tuesday, you know. <laughs> Do you remember when, when I was working there we had that um that leak in the upstairs as well and that, that took about four days to get someone to come out as well. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was bad. That was literally <laughs> I turned off a tap and the fucking <laughs> Like the tap came off in my hand and it just started going <laughs> everywhere. And yeah. <laughs> Panic stations ensued. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> oh good though. I'm very good. Glad uh, glad we can get this done finally. Like you said, uh, it's been a it's been a long time coming this one, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, because uh, you forgot you were going on holiday. Who the fuck forgets they're going on holiday? <laughs> You know how it's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, next week, and it's just like I, I know a guy, I know a guy who forgets <laughs> he's going holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So where are you off to? In a, in a few days, I'll be jetting off to Spain. Viva España. Yeah. So to set you off, I'll tell you a few little Spanish things. You want you want jamón flavored crisps. That's ham. <laughs> If you want a table for for two, is una mesa, right? Para dos, por favor. <laughs> yeah, and the all important dos cerveza, por favor. Can I have a beer, please? Two beers, please. Oh, dos cerveza. Yeah. Don't just get Fair one. Enough. No, I love I love more than that. <laughs> all inclusive, lad. Good lad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but but business must take place first because business is business and business is booming. So today is the Great American Bash, 1991, the second instalment, is it, of our Past Tense series? 
Yeah. Yeah, because we did Stark A thirty six, right? Yeah. The uh the, the and then they said let there be light. <laughs> and now well, we're five uh, years six... have passed since, haven't they? Yeah, so... we've got five years down the line. And there's a bit of turmoil in WCW at this current time. Ric Flair and Lex Luger in a cage for the WCW yeah, belt. That was, that was right? supposed to be the main event, yeah. Heavily promoted on TV. Uh, but two weeks before the show, old Jim Hurd of uh, Cornet's vitriol fame, hmm. the man he just does not like, got rid of Flair. Or Flair walked, whichever, whichever you want to go on. Flair just... What so they just that out of the blue, a bit of a like punk style? Uh, it was over a contract dispute. What was what was it? Demands of more money and stuff, or yeah, probably something like that. They couldn't agree on a, on the terms, but apparently Jim Heard wanted to make him uh, into uh, like a Roman gladiator gimmick. So... <laughs> what yeah. is this when? Um, is this when Flair turned up on like was it WWF telly and had the big big gold belt? Is that yeah? Well. The... This is it. So at the time, the champ left a 25 grand security deposit that would be refunded to him, along with any accumulated interest once he lost the title, once he dropped the belt, basically. As Jim Heard did not give Flair back his deposit, Flair kept the belt and just showed up on WWF TV with it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fair fucking play. <laughs> and then for this match, so it was like hastily rebooked and... Yeah. Uh, they had to commission a new world title belt, but the belt wasn't ready in time. So they had to improvise with some old Florida belt of Dusty's and they stuck a metal plate on it saying WCW Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You'd think they'd have a backup belt, wouldn't they? Surely. <laughs> You'd have thought so. If only Tony Card had been in charge. <laughs> He's got about a million in his, back, in his closet backstage, hasn't he? He certainly has. Yeah. <laughs> so... We're going to go over to the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland on the 14th of July, 1991 with a gate of 9,320. It's the Great American Bash. First, by capturing the opposing team's flag, or secondly, by knocking a member of the rival team 20 feet down to the mat. So we get a, a grainy point of view kind of intro from entrance to ticket booth to the arena entrance. Yeah. It, fe- it felt a bit like I was one of the pictures. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite 80s. I know it was in the early 90s, but it felt, it felt oh, very 80s. It's like one year 
after the eighties, really, and, and yeah. a, a bit behind the times anyway in yeah. the south. Then it cuts to the arena, and it actually feels like a bigger event than Starcade '96. Yeah. Definitely, because it was like yeah. a bit of bit of pep in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there was a big long rampway, like the big WCW sort of logo at the front, and yeah, it just felt. It, yeah, you're right. I think. I think we were a little, both a bit underwhelmed with the whole the staging of Starcade '96, weren't we? So massively, it shows that they could obviously do it. Yeah, they've they've ramped up the glitz a bit. It is proper like '80s slash '90s, but yeah, I mean, fair play to them. The music's fucking dire, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Wasn't the best at all. So the ring announcer announces the opening match, which is the capture the flag scaffold match. <laughs> just your face just tells you. <laughs> Fuck's sake! So what is the what is it with scaffold matches and strap matches? And, yeah, yeah, right. It's just like southern wrestling tropes. I think a bit of context for you on the day of the show, the capture the flag stipulation was added because none of the wrestlers were willing to take the bump. Off the scaffold. Fair play. It's, I'm not surprised. I mean, Bobby Eaton isn't doing that fucking shit twice, is he? He's not daft. Yeah, and Cornet blew his knee out, didn't he, doing it? I know he's not a wrestler, but... Yeah, true. So, And they, they even call it, like, the Night of the Skywalkers 2. How the fuck did I randomly pick the second one completely by accident? <laughs> didn't even mean to. Does that mean they've never had one since? Or is it, why is it the second... Is, is this the second one they've had ever? That can't, that can't it's be. The second, right, it's totally. the Skywalk, Skywalkers with Starkid 86, and this is Stark, Skywalkers 2. What the fuck? And I, <laughs> I've randomly picked this because there was controversy behind it because of the flare stuff. Yeah. Not realizing we've got another fucking and nightmare on our hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> so we get um, PN News, who I'm not very familiar with. And it's not Bobby like Stephen Eaton. P News, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's definitely not him, I don't think. <laughs> Versus uh, stunning Steve Austin and old Terence Taylor with Lady Blossom. La- oh, Lady Blossom. <laughs> it's, it, sounds like, it sounds like a euphemism your mum would use like, when you were a kid. Yeah. Oh, God. Are you aware of I don't know. Are you aware of Lady Blossom? Not really. So Steve Austin's ex-wife. Oh, is it? The one who said best drink your tea before it gets stone cold. Well, she's she's responsible for it then, eh? Glass breaks. Fang Fang McFrost. (laughs) I stagger. (laughs) This this PN news fucker looks absolutely woeful. Yeah, she's got a rap rap gimmick for fuck's sake, but it's like colorful fucking MC Hammer rap gimmick. (laughs) What's that? What's that? uh, That Brent thing? It's uh, it's flash tanks with weeks of MC Hammer shit. (laughs) Jesus, fucking Bobby Eaton looks the same though. The mullet's worse, and the fucking he's in a shell. He looks the same in every match I've ever seen him in, in like (laughs) three different eras. It's like, what the fuck. It's just varying degrees of mullet shitness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, JR's on comms. Yeah, with like Pete, Pete, Pete JR. 
with Shiv- yeah. with Shivani, and uh, Shivani has possibly got the worst hair I've ever seen in my life. That's Highlighted like, Muller. Duran Duran thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, proper. <laughs> His name is Tony and he dances on the sand. <laughs> so His voice was more annoying show. in this, though, which is... Oh, I God, massively. It was really shrill and screechy. It was like, oh, God. Yeah, he'd just, he just come back from the WWF, hadn't he? I think. Was, he, was he a WWF? I think he did, like, a couple of pay-per-views. He went for about a oh, year, did he? I think. Oh, yeah. right, okay. It wasn't for him, I don't think. Uh, Austin's the TV champ. He looks mint, even with the long hair, I think. Don't you think that, that TV belt is really cool? I love that belt. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice belt. Definitely. Uh, Terry Taylor looks decent, too. Both like, smarmy prick heels, which is always nice. Who's Terry Taylor? Um, is that the guy? That's not the guy. The Red, Red Rooster. Red Rooster. Red Rooster. Terry Taylor. I don't know who that is. I don't think. I don't, you don't see the Red Rooster? Oh, well, don't that think was so. Vince's gimmick for him, the Red Rooster, and he sort of dyed a bit of his hair red. And it, oh, oh, really? Yeah, it's wank. <laughs> One of Vince's classics there. Huh? Yeah, but, you know, Bruce Pritchard uh, swears by it, saying, oh, he, he didn't put all, his all into it. He could have made that work. No, nobody could have made that work, mate. <laughs> I fucking nobody. hate Bruce Pritchard. He's a cock. <laughs> Bobby Eaton and Steve Austin did have a feud. We should have right. watched that, to be fair. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> and I don't know why we have a scaffold match. Fucking PM News has a flat top, then a skin fade, then an independent ponytail at the bottom. That, that so much going bad. on there. Even for 90, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. I mean, this is dog shit and it's not even started yet. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to this. <laughs> to be brutally honest with you. These matches, I mean, I've seen one of them and I think that was enough. But yeah, it just looked everyone in the match looks so uncomfortable and so wary of their surroundings. So it's just like, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't really, there's not, it's not, it's entertaining, is it? It's just weird. I just don't really understand the point of it. I'm sat, I'd be sat there going, Oh, I'm going to see somebody die now. This is yeah. fucking mental. They're actually trying to wrestle though at, yeah. at first. I'm thinking, What are you fucking doing, you lunatics? I think I swear there was a couple of little near, little nearly slips and stuff. It's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, the best thing about it was the crowd could actually see it because the lighting was so much better. <laughs> Maybe they wish they hadn't. <laughs> I mean, Bobby is over as fuck, but this is so bad. Don't waste two top guys in there. And Terry yeah. Taylor's not bad either. But Eaton and Austin, fucking hell, mint. Love him a singles match. That'll do. Oh, God, yeah. Bobby gets the flag. He attacks Taylor as Austin gets handed something. Turns out to be pepper spray or hairspray or something. This was genuinely pointless. <laughs> I didn't even realise the rules at first because I was like, oh, see, basically you had to get their opponent, the opponent's flag and then bring it back to your sort of yeah. base. Just like on like old games and stuff, capture the flag some rules. But it was just like fucking shit, wasn't it? It was fucking shite. <laughs> I just, yeah, no. It wasn't for me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's over. I was glad it's over. <laughs> but Bobby Eaton's team won, right? Yeah. Bobby Eaton's team won, which, you know, fair play. They've got fucking 10 matches on this bastard card. It was big, wasn't it? It was big. Excessive. It was excessive. <laughs> yeah. Then we see uh, the first the first view of uh, Tony Schiavone's windswept mullet. <laughs> Woeful. 
<laughs> what was worse, that or Bischoff doing his best Vince McMahon impression? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Bischoff being the backstage interviewer is comical as fuck, I Because <laughs> <laughs> he just looked like a cock, did he? <laughs> yeah, massively. However, <laughs> he is with Paulie and Anne, so it should at least be decent. Yeah. Thanks, Jim and Tony. And what a weekend for sports fans here in Baltimore. Yesterday, the Orioles, their first no-hitter in 22 years. But in the minds of the fans here tonight, that pales in comparison to the excitement. Certainly a big part of that excitement. My guests, Iron Anderson, Paul E. Dangerously, who are going to be in a cage mixed tag team action. Paul E. Dangerously, you've got yourself into a situation with Missy Hyatt. It's culminating here in a cage Probably the most dangerous situation in your life, and a lot of people aren't too sure how you're going to come out of it. As this man always says, there's always a bottom line. Missy Hyatt, the bottom line is that I've already made a phone call, and it's not to one of the thespians that you're seeing behind Jason Hervey's back. I've made a phone call that guarantees you're through tonight in World Championship Wrestling. As for you, Rick Steiner, yeah, you can break me in half. And yes, if there was anybody else with me, you'd set me up for good. If there was anybody else with me, it'd be over for Paulie Dangerously, except one thing, Rick Steiner, you will never lay your hands on me in your life because my partner is the enforcer. Ladies and gentlemen, Double A. Arn Anderson! How about it, Arn Anderson? Steiner, if you had things your way, it would be to knock me out and then have your way with Paulie. Wrong. If you lock us in a cage, if you treat us like criminals, then we're going to commit a criminal act. Not jaywalking, not petty theft. It's going to be aggravated assault on you, Steiner. The indestructibility of the Steiners went away when Scotty put that arm in a cast. So now, tonight, you lock us up under criminal circumstances. Criminals, what we'll be. You want to give us a license to steal, steal we're going to do. And Missy Hyatt, you stick your head through the ropes. I'll make a real woman out of you. Well, you heard it. No lack of confidence on the part of Arn Anderson or Paulie Dangerously. Back to you guys. Paulie looks like the sleep. He looks like he's from an episode of The Sopranos, doesn't he? Isn't he? In that yeah. dirty shell suit. <laughs> Bullet day glow shell suit and foam the size of a fucking house. <laughs> he's it's just got he's just been given a job by Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah. It's not Tony Khan, Sacano. Arn <laughs> <laughs> just looks the fucking same, but blonder. It looks like his kid does now. Have you seen his kid? Yeah. yeah he looks wrong. exactly like that. <laughs> You're right, actually. Bischoff looks like a fucking tanned waxwork, doesn't he? He's, what is going on? He looks bad in 96, but Jesus Christ. He's in a full yeah. tux as well, for fuck's sake. I know. Full tux. Did he have a cummerbund on as well? Yeah, he had a cummerbund on as well. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Heyman just fucking obliterates Missy Hyatt, man. She's talking about the thespians she's seen behind Jason Hervey's back. Now, Jason Hervey, for context, was an actor. He was in the Wonder Years in the nineties, right? right? Which was like eighties and nineties, which was like a popular TV show. And he was about ten years younger than her. But he's like he was like Bischoff's 
partner in in his like production company or something. Right. He's like they did all these shitty reality TV shows and stuff. Yeah, weird. Uh, he said he's made a phone call and she's done. Rick Steiner can break him, but he's got Arn, and then he puts Arn over fucking huge. And then Arn top tier. If you lock us up like in a cage like animals, we'll commit a criminal act. He said it's not going to be petty theft, but aggravated assault. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, old Scott Steiner, because basically it's had to be Missy Hyatt and Rick Steiner versus Paulie and Arm because Scott is out again, injured. Yeah. It's always fucking injured, Scott injured, Steiner, when we're watching. Prone, he? <laughs> yeah. he says we'll make a real woman out of Missy Hyatt, a bit creepy. Uh, these two shouldn't work together, but they fucking definitely do work together. Yeah, yeah, they do, somehow. What did you think? I thought it looked good together, like because you think because they're both unbelievable talkers, it really you don't really need it, but it kind of just they cut they worked off each other quite well. Heyman's class, to be fair, like he's never he's like he's never not been fucking a, a top tier promo, has he? And Arn's consistent as fuck, apart from in the '96 uh, breakup of or '97 breakup of the <laughs> Horseman that's eventually coming. <laughs> I'm sort of glad that we've had a little break from that because that was getting on my fucking bonce. It really was. Yeah, it was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> and I don't think they're sold out, so we've got another week off from that as well. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> so um, JR hypes the main event. Luger and Wyndham are one and two in the rankings. This is probably where Tony Khan got it from, like the rankings and stuff. Yeah. Luger's the US champ. Uh, they used to be champs, tag champs together, so there's the, like, the feud yeah. in. Uh, apparently Luger's more focused than ever. They put over the Russian chain match. They touch all four corners. Uh, so basically a strap match, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, just with a different name. So then we get the Diamond Stud, a.k.a. Scott Hall, looking yeah. and acting quite Razor Ramone. Very much so. <laughs> uh, with Diamond it's Dallas it. Page versus the Z-Man, Tom Zenk. Who the fuck's okay. he? So he's like a, he was like a former former bodybuilder. He was in he was in that Canon connection with Rick Martell in the WWF. He's bodied up to be fair, and he's got the obligatory yeah. mullet. Obviously, uh, he has four girls with him in hot pants. <laughs> uh, apparently, an animal from the Road Warriors got him into wrestling. Wrestling, right. so it's one of the Minnesota guys. But before that, we get Diamond Fucking Dallas Page looking insane, full Valderrama hair, bum bag on the lot. Crazy patch jeans and an American flag jacket. It is a, <laughs> a mullet of the gods, though. <laughs> it's fucking day. <laughs> it looked ridiculous. Oh, yeah, but it was so good. <laughs> Proper heel getting luck, though. Oh, yeah. Scott all looks fucking mint, to be fair. They bill yeah. him at 300 pound. Jesus. He could, though, to be fair. I mean, he looked massive, didn't he? You could easily book him at 300 pounds. He's doing like the toothpick and the thumbs and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. Uh, so he's got a lot of the razor, razor idiosyncrasies, and then we get a little page promo, which I was more than happy with. Yeah. Great things from the Diamond Stone. That's right, Diamond Dallas Page here. Win every woman's dream at six foot seven, two hundred and ninety-eight pounds. A twisted steel and sex appeal. The, 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 the diamond stud. Hey, Dougie, where's that girl? Come on up here, baby. We just pulled a girl right out of the crowd. 
That's right. There's a search across the country and around the world. Come on in here, Toots. Climb right in here. There's a search for the perfect studette to be the woman who will strip this hunk of a man. Hunk Asteria is running wild, child, in the USA. Now reach in and give it a big old tug. Wait a minute, on top. Right in here, don't be sticking your hands anywhere they shouldn't be. On three, one, two, three, rip it off. Come on, babe, rip it off. Hey, you were wonderful. You were marvelous, but see ya. Paige introduces him as six foot seven of every woman's dream, twisted steel and sex appeal. Then he brings up a girl to find the perfect studette and she rips his kecks off and then gets bin bagged. It was odd. But Paige and Hall look fucking mint together as like a as like a combo. But the, the only issue is it's like Paige is like six six and Scott Hall's probably about an inch taller than him. So like yeah, you can't have so like maybe, shit. Too big yeah. to be a manager, I think. Paige. That's the problem. He looks he looks too fucking money himself, doesn't he? Yeah. What did well, you think was, to this one? It was one of the better ones. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought Scott Hall looked great. Like you said, he had a good look, great body, obviously. Uh, the other guy, I, don't, I never knew who the other guy was, but he wasn't too bad. You see that swan dive double clothesline thing that he did over the fucking top rope? So, them, two yeah, I enjoyed that. Holly. Yeah, that was a good start started, to the match, wasn't it? Started really hot, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there was any rivalry behind it or was it literally just chucked together because it, it felt a bit hot compared to. I've not read up as, as like I have with the other stuff on, on any rivalry. I didn't see anything when I was sort of doing my research, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did seem to have a bit of needle in there, which is what you're after, isn't it? So, yeah. I don't know if this was things that DDP's given to Scott Hall or what DDP's picked up from Scott Hall, but there's a lot of things in this Scott Hall match that you see DDP similar stuff than what, than what we're seeing now, like the, the the abdominal stretch spot with the with the you know the oh 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 am I going to touch the rope? Yeah. Like, I know it's a classic move, but it's, has he been as it? Who, what came first there? Who, who brought that to the table? I think Paige does it probably a little bit better, to be fair. But yeah. um, but I thought Scott all looked great. He's all, he, those right hands are just dirty, aren't they? Brilliant. He's got one of the best working shots going, hasn't he? I think him and Taker for all the best punches, personally. Yeah, I don't know if it, who, 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 who got what from what. To be fair, it could have been either or. They probably just worked like ch- just chatting shit in the car, weren't they? Yeah. There's a great heel spot by Page where he's like, where he pulls that top rope down, so like cancels Zenk's momentum. And then um, Zenk takes a fucking great bump over the rail on, on into the crowd, but he lands on a chair, which looked well painful. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was probably a bit sore in the morning, wasn't it? Definitely. You see Nicky Patrick refereeing with that fucking shocking mullet. Yeah, he looks he looks the same. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks exactly the same, but I've not have like the, sh- the shades on. Everyone, look, even that fucking Randy ref or whatever he's called, Randy Marsh. I can't remember what he's fucking called. <laughs> uh, what's he called? Randy Anderson. He, fu- Anderson. he looks the fucking same as well. <laughs> I thought there's some nice stuff in it by both guys. I mean, there's a nice crossbody by Zenk. Some really nice brutal chops by Scott Hall. Yeah, that, that classic abdominal stretch thing that Scott Hall did. Choke slam by Scott Hall. Yeah. That Different. was interesting. 
I don't know what I don't know who called it in the in the, uh, in the commentary. It was probably Shivani was like, and that that looks like some sort of throat slam. <laughs> Is that the first time a choke slam ever been done or something? Oh fuck no! Shivani just don't pay attention, does he? The crank, <laughs> fucking useless. Then Zenk uses the rail on Hall, which is like Hogan levels of babyface. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Not the best missile drop kick, and then he grips Page in and gives him a super kick, but then Hall creeps up and gives him a back suplex for three. Yeah. A back suplex is a finish, but that's the, that's the early 90s for you, isn't it? We're just conditioned to see all this mad shit, I guess. Yeah, back suplex is a fucking sequence starter these days, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've just put here, mad that that's a finish, but I didn't mind this. I quite enjoyed it. And I think Paige, the heel manager, is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, Paige was good. Scott Hall was good. Even this Z, Z, Z man or whatever he was called, he did his bit. Never bad, heard of yeah. him before. Thought it was, I thought it was good, and it got Scott Hall over. I don't know Definitely. how long he's been around at this time, but he gets him a nice win. But from the decent to the utterly <laughs> fucking ridiculous... <laughs> So we've got JR, he's having a, having a chat about old Oz. Say yeah. They haven't seen him in a while, and he puts over Ron Simmons big. And then we get Oz with Merlin the Wizard <laughs> versus Ron Simmons. There's a big fucking green castle on a projector. It's it's already so shit, and he's not come <laughs> out yet, and I'm absolutely captivated by it. <laughs> and, and you've got a, a nearly seven-foot fucking beast, and this is the best you can do for him. I quote, I quote Kevin Nash. He put a seven foot guy who gets pussy in a green cone. <laughs> that doesn't say much about the booking. That's basically his his comments word for word. Yep. And there's a puff of smoke, and he appears and gets like shitty sparklers, like fucking Gilbert sparklers. <laughs> you know and when he took if... took all the gimmick off? Don't you think? Because he obviously they coloured his hair like grey to look like an old like. A wise wizard, or whatever. It looks like he did when he was in TNA. Yeah, it looks like he does now. <laughs> Without the little mullet at the back. <laughs> so Merlin the Wizard is uh, Kevin Sullivan in a fucking old man mask. Is it? Yeah. Oh God, he was busy tonight, wasn't he? You can tell Nash fucking hates it without him having to do anything because he's like zero charisma as he comes out. Just yeah, nothing. not interested. The grey ponytail mullet, let's be honest, abysmal. Shocking. Sign of the times, though. But yeah. Fucking Ron Simmons is out to a decent pop. Yeah. And he literally looks the same as he does now. <laughs> jacked up to fuck, ageless. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good these days still, doesn't he? Damn right. I mean, I mean, I was sat there going, I'm assuming this won't be a technical classic. So. No. But it wasn't. <laughs> so what did you think to this? Abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> in, in one <laughs> <Yeah>. word. <laughs> some, some highlights. Ron Simmons tried to do a, a drop toe hold, which was clunky as fuck, and old Kev went down in stages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nash was never an re- in-ring expert, but he was very, very green at this point, wasn't he? I think in... in in more ways than one, in outfit and <laughs> in wrestling ability. <laughs> yeah, as goose shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it was botchy. It was it was it was a bit it was a bit of a mess, really, wasn't it? It took an age yeah. to get going as well. It took absolutely wow. ages. It was boring chance pretty much immediately. It was. It was really boring. They did a, 
they did a test of fucking strength, right? And it was like bear hug levels of fucking boring. <laughs> it was shocking, wasn't it? It really was. It, it takes three attempts to clothesline Kev over the top, and that's the biggest bump I have ever seen him take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, dear. old Oz comes back, and he starts working the back with back sandals and knees. Side slam! Get side <laughs> slam in there. <laughs> no hair flip. No hair flip. And the finish was woeful. I mean, a drop kick and two chop blocks by Simmons. He drops Sullivan, and... Uh, Gets a three. Dreadful. It was a shoulder block, wasn't it? A shoulder block for the fucking finish. <laughs> That's one of John Cena's comeback things. <laughs> I wish Thank I hadn't you know. seen this. <laughs> fucking hell. That was shocking, wasn't it? One of the worst of the night, I think. Yeah. Next next up, we get the uh, WCW Top 10. Hmm. I almost got to put Top of the Pops countdown music on here. At number 10, Johnny B. Bad. Number 9, Ron Simmons. Number 8, The Diamond Stud. Number 7, Elegante. <laughs> number number 6, Arn Anderson. Number 5, Bobby Eaton. Number 4, Stunning Steve Austin. Number 4, or uh, 3, sorry, Wooden Goff Sting. Number 2, Old Bazza Windham. And number 1, Lord Woodentop. <laughs> Wooden golf sting. Not quite at this point. <laughs> Not quite a wooden, wooden surf sting. Surfboard sting. <laughs> Next up, we, I, we got the match I was looking at and going, I think this is going to be the best match on the card hmm. before I watched it. Hmm. So we get the Rock and Roll Express Collide. Yeah, Richard Morton versus Robert Gibson. <laughs> Richard Morton. <laughs> Richard Morton. <laughs> you know you've gone heel when you get a full name, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't put his middle name in there. Richard Aloysius Martin or something. Uh, the Aya Gibbo comes out in his American Civil War coat. He's still got he Rock and Roll Express on his gear. I know. I know he's got he's, he's got the Ray, uh, Roman Reigns thing, hasn't he? The Rock yeah, and Roll music. Gimmick. Same gimmick. <laughs> Fucking Scotty Riggs gimmick. Yeah, yeah, he gets to keep the music. <laughs> yeah. It looks exactly the fucking same. Receding mullet. The the Monty just looks as he does now. And so does fucking Ricky Morton. Yeah. Mullet of Morton, old Richard, comes down in <laughs> tin foil ring gear. And fucking gave Terry Runnels. Jericho vibes, I thought. He did, yeah, he did a little bit. Come on, baby. Terry Runnels looks well different with a laptop and her glasses, doesn't she? Was that, ter- was that her, was it? That's Dustin... Rose's missus, or oh, ex-missus, yeah, Marlena. Really? She didn't look anything Called like her. Alexandra York at this time. What was it? He was in some sort of stable, right? The, what was it? The, York the... Foundation. Yeah. What was that? Is that what was that? She's just like a... She's randomly like got a, a bunch of guys together. Yeah, it's like a systems analyst. They're all supposed to be like yuppie types, and, right. like, and that's why she's got a laptop. Well, apparently right. it's a laptop, but it's fucking huge. <laughs> But it, it starts hot as fuck, to be fair, oh, on yeah. the ramp. In the, in the ramp. Great punches by Gibson, though. I think he's got decent punches as well. Fired up. I liked it. Which was, it was weird seeing Ricky Morton playing like the chicken shit heel, because he's like he's... the ultimate big baby face seller, isn't he? Yeah. He, 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 was doing the, he was doing the Hogan, wasn't he? Just stepping out every two seconds for the, for the first but, but it, it worked this time. Yeah. I think. 
I mean, that, re- I it love worked the this time because it was like it was like there was there was heat to it, wasn't there? Yeah, and obviously there's that psychology of them knowing each other's every move. So there's a yeah. lot of counters. There's, there's a bit of posturing. Morton gets a bit of heat, and Morton works the leg and wraps it around the post, exposes the knee. I thought that was decent. Yeah. Uh, Gibson gets his hope spot with him inside cradle, and he gets a figure four, and it's eventually reversed. Both of these guys are fucking top tier sellers, though. They really are. Like it was, class, it was classic it, sellers. It was a it was a much slower pace than I was anticipating. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I put that as well? I, yeah, I put it's not the match I expected at all, but I still liked it. Yeah, I thought that I was expecting high spot, high spot, high spot, but yeah. it wasn't like that at all. I actually quite like that. There's a lot of like body part working, and yeah, and seeing Morton, the smaller guy, like in charge and sort of taking control and using being just a shithouse heel, it was just it was just really nice. He's like ramming his knee into the mat and stuff that stuff like that. Yeah. Nice to see fucking Bill Alfonso without his fucking whistle as well. <laughs> Who? Bill Alfonso, he was a he was a manager in ECW. He was like his <laughs> manager, I think, with a whistle, yeah. <laughs> Bill Alfonso. Fonzie. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice bit where it, after Morton had exposed the brace on his leg, he Gibson used the brace to his advantage across Morton's face, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, it was and good. Martin's got a, for someone who was like the ultimate baby face. He's got a fucking decent mean streak as well. Proper nasty little bastard, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You, like you, you did buy him. You bought him as a heel. Like you That's actually really did. You know, like I was saying to you the other day when we watched, was it all in? I don't buy MJF as a baby face whatsoever. No, disingenuous, whereas, isn't it? Where it was like this one, where it's like you would probably expect him to not come across well as a heel, but he does. He did. Really nice hope spots in there. There's a nice desperation DDT by Gibson. And then he sort of tries and misses a drop kick because it's that more guts than brains thing because his leg's clearly fucked. Yeah. And then he does a, an instinctual insigori and then they fight to the aisle and then they both go for a drop kick and collide with each other. Fucking Alexandra York's on the apron. Morton lamps him with a laptop and pins for free. I thought I thought it was pretty decent. Mate. I thought it was a nice little clinic in selling. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was probably like one, said, one of the better matches of the entire night. Yep. And like I put here, like you said, uh, I, it wasn't the match I was expecting, and I like that about it. It was I was expecting like more flying as well. Hmm. Th- there was heat there like it should be. Like Even though, obviously, it's just an angle, but they, they, they worked it really well. I thought it was decent. Yeah, it was good. It was definitely good. It didn't get any really... <laughs> didn't, it sort of didn't maintain that, did it, going forward after that, I would say. No, we get a little promo package backstage with uh, Dustin Rhodes, Tracy Smothers, and Steve Armstrong backstage with old uh, Easy E. Just moments away, six-man tag team elimination action. It'll feature the Young Pistols along with Dustin Rhodes. They will face the Freebirds and Bad Street. How about it, Tracy? You ready? You betcha, Eric. I'm going to tell you this, Freebirds. You've got three thoroughbred racehorses right here that's ready to jump down your throat. So I want you to tie them boots on real tight because we're not coming for a wrestling match. We're coming for a fight. 
All right, how about it, Steve? That's right. Six-man elimination is the stipulation that Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols have been waiting for for a long time. What that means is every time one man's beat, he's got to take a hike back to the dressing room. We get one gone, two gone, then number three, he's out of there. And look out, Fat Daddy Stink, because you're the only one left. Tell him about it. How about it, Dustin, man? You've had oh, your yeah. game face on for weeks. Birds. Young Pistols, natural Dustin Rhodes. It's the greatest night of my professional career. And in a six-man elimination match, baby, tonight, just a few short minutes, we're going to show you what six-man tag team elimination is all about. And you can count on that, pallies. All right, Jim and Tony, six-man action. They are indeed ready. Back to you guys. He's a proper mini Dusty, eh? He's fucking yeah. in the accent and everything. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Wasn't I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> I think he looks a lot leaner these days than he did then. He was a right little porker, wasn't he? He had like the sort of like turkey neck, didn't he? Like a little bit of yeah. like he looks he looks bent now, like in his fifties or whatever he is. <laughs> Do you reckon they've gone, right, you need to be dusty, so fucking eat some burgers. Fight it up, yeah. Probably get a lisp, whatever. Um, <laughs> Smothers, <laughs> Smothers says uh, the three thoroughbreds coming for a fight, they're not there to wrestle. And Steve Armstrong says it's eliminations. He wants three on one and watch out for Fat Daddy Stink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Whatever that means. I had no idea what Dustin came back with because I couldn't understand the fucking word he was saying. Trying to do that Dusty accent. Yeah, he was trying to hard, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. It was rubbish. It was really rubbish. <laughs> so next up, we get the free birds of Michael Hayes Jimmy Garvin and Bad Street versus oh with Big who Daddy Dink. Bad, who would fuck? Who the fuck was Bad Street? What was that outfit? Okay, so Bad Street is Brad Armstrong. Really? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> poor guy. I know he's, 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 ever, he's ever present though. Brad Armstrong, he's always got to be there or thereabouts. Uh, <laughs> and then we with a uh, Big Daddy Dink. What a fucking useless fucking tub of custard he was. Um, <laughs> versus uh, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Apparently, they're the world six man champs and US tag champs. I didn't think they had six man belts back in the day, trios belts or whatever they're called. <laughs> I had no idea either, but apparently, it's because of the free bird rule, which is there was always three free birds, wasn't there? So, right, okay, yeah, which is still used today. Uh, the three yeah. birds come out updated for the nineties and mm. look fucking shit. Yeah, they look like totally shit. The mullets, <laughs> the same stars and stripes jacket as DDP. The <laughs> fucking shades, them fucking nineties cricketer Shane Warne shades. All he needed is his little fucking his little... pink shit to put under his eyebrows <laughs> and on his nose. Yeah, yeah sun sun cream. <laughs> Hello? I don't know about you, oh. but I've always I've always thought that Doc Hendricks was a better gimmick. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Michael Hayes in the early eighties. I've watched some of that world class stuff. What he he was a heat getting motherfucker, but you can imagine he he's an unlikable character anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Doc. So Hendricks. yeah, we get. For fuck's sake. <laughs> we get Brad Armstrong in a full fucking bodysuit. Shocking. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, the, the poor cunt never got a break, did he? <laughs> and I love him. I fucking love yeah, him. He's good. The Bill from Wyoming, but have the dirtiest southern accents you've ever heard, right? 
it's like flamboyant cowboys is probably the best way to describe them. A bit like like Adam Page of charisma. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fucking clusterfuck. This I fucking hated it. Really, really <laughs> hated it. I hate a six man tag at the best of times, but this one just was. This was the this was the steaming, wasn't it? It was the steaming. Yeah. <laughs> this is AEW levels of shit. Six man. It was. It was. It was like best of seven series. This. Did you, did you see Dustin <laughs> Rhodes doing the fucking jiving and the moon to, uh, moonwalking like he was Dustin? Like, oh man, yeah, embarrassing, cringy, it? cringy. That yeah. toe, toe curling stuff, wasn't it? But this is it. This is the problem because he was Dusty Rhodes' son. Everyone expects him to be Dusty Rhodes Junior. It's only when he yeah. when he got the gold dust gimmick that he really fucking found himself. Especially then he was called Dustin as well. It's like fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's dreadful. <laughs> so it obviously really? all breaks all breaks down. All six in. The fucking heels just keep bailing, but it just makes it more stop start. It wasn't like Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, where it made sense. No. I'm, I love Tracy Smothers. Great, beautiful drop kick. It just gets proper confusing and young uh, books. Not young books, as in in terms of spots, but you just couldn't keep up out, with the fucking out, thing. Yeah, a lot of top rope clotheslines. The body suit makes Brad look tiny, and we both know we see, but Brad is bodied up, isn't he? So yeah, he's yeah, he's he's fucking he's really in good nick, but just didn't that outfit did nothing for him. <laughs> No, I don't think it would do anything for anyone, though, <laughs> to be fair. I think I'm going to put this out on the line. Off the top of my head now, has there ever been a guy as good as Brad Armstrong who's been shat on <laughs> that much? Do you know what I mean? He's just never had... He's just never got it, has he? He's never had no. a chance. Can't maybe think of anyone off the top mo- of my head. There probably is, but... Modern-day Chad Gable, maybe. Yeah, maybe the shorty G and all that shit. <laughs> there's Barry Gordy, Barry Gordy, there's Terry Gordy chance, which made me laugh because Terry Gordy was like the decent one in the Freebirds. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Armstrong's got a great drop kick, but you know, he's, he's Brad's brother, so you'd assume he would. Yeah. Is he, they're related he's to the ref, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah. all brothers, and, and Road yeah. Dog's the brother as well, Bullet yeah. Bob's kids. Uh, Hayes and Badstreet double DDT, Steve Armstrong, and he's gone. Then Hayes backdrops Tracy Smothers over the top rope and gets DQ'd. <laughs> At least they're enforcing that rule there. Uh, it comes into fruition later as well, doesn't it? It certainly does. So it's two on two. <laughs> and then it's like, it's pretty, it, it went long. And then it, like the eliminations were just like fast. Yeah. So double DDT as the ref is getting dusted out and uh, Smothers is gone. Leaving Dustin versus two. Uh, I wonder who booked this, <coughs> Dusty. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you not see when he hit the Larry on, on Garvin and he proper Hogan did and kicked at three, but he's still gone? Yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? Was it just a, was was he got in, got into business for himself there, or there's, there's a Cornet story about it was Midnight Express versus the Freebirds, and and apparently he just started. He said, he said, fucking hell, Jimmy Garvey's been a chicken shit heel all his career. Now he's on the fucking gas. He thinks he's fucking road warriors and he wouldn't sell anything. <laughs> like yeah. he wouldn't sell ch- uh, chair shots. And apparently, like, fucking Bobby's just, uh, and Stan were just fucking levering him with chair shots and, like, chips all the bones in his elbows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, bit of a prick. So now it's one on one, Dustin versus Brad. Decent matchup on paper. 
Uh, Brad gets caught off the top with a gut shot and eats a big lariat. Dink distracts Pee Wee Anderson as Dustin pins only two. Bulldog by Dustin and kicks Dink out as well. Nice move for free. Dustin wins. That was the best part of it, that that finish. That the bulldog yeah. slash leg drop. A bulldog slash sort of drop kick combination. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best bit. I'm glad that one's over. That that was pretty shit. That was bad. It wasn't as bad as Oz versus uh, Ron Simmons, like, but or the scaffold. I don't think. But it wasn't the worst, but six men I've ever seen. Trust me. No. There's been many. Oh no. Um, oh, been bad. Yeah. But it was not great. The finish was good, but the crowd were popping for it. Got over in that room somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that principle works there. So next up, we get the Yellow Dog versus Johnny B. Bad with Teddy Long. It's a bounty match for the mask of the Yellow Dog. What the Some of these gimmicks, stipulations. <laughs> the Yellow Dog's Brian Pillman, right? Yeah, and he comes out of a fucking Labrador. <laughs> Jesus. Why did he, Why did Brian Pillman have to wrestle behind a mask? What was the gimmick behind that? Was he, had he been fired oh, or something? Kayfabe? Genuinely no idea. I'm assuming so, because if he's unmasked and it's proven to be Pillman, he's gone. Yeah. Johnny B. Bad with a massive cape looks ridiculous. Oh, he's awful. Hate him. Fucking pencil fin Vince McMahon tash. It's awful, that look. <laughs> yeah. Said he's dressed like, a bit like a pimp and calls himself the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a bit of Pillman, but Pillman gets a bit homophobic and it's not great. He says mm-hmm. he's not he's not Johnny B bad, he's Johnny B gay. Don't even work as a joke. <laughs> Johnny B gay. <laughs> That's fucking jo- Johnny is it. gay. <laughs> Just Johnny is gay, right? There's <laughs> a mint mint drop kick by Pillman and big chops. I thought there was some decent stuff in this by Pillman. <laughs> I hate I hate Mark Merrow so much. Literally yeah, can't stand the gun. He does like a one-legged crossbody, misses it, and then Johnny B. Bad hits a top rope sunset flip, tries to unmask him, but gets a jawbreaker on uh, Johnny B. Bad, misses yeah. the left hand, and a uh, dog hits a back suplex. There's a nice spinning wheel kick. Another top rope crossbody. There's a lot of crossbodies, but he is flying Brian, I guess. So, yeah. Teddy's in, try to unmask him. And uh, B Bad gets DQ'd, but hits Pillman with a fabled left hand because apparently he's like a Golden Gloves boxer and shit. And he's got, you know, bad gun levels of left hand. Why was, the, what was the DQ? Was that because Teddy Long got involved or what? Yeah, basically, try to unmask him. One bad, one great. Six minutes. Didn't even have time Wait. to get going. It was quick, at least. Yeah, but always Fucking nice to Johnny, see a bit of Johnny B. Bad was stiff as a board, wasn't he? Yeah, but do you not remember when we watched him against Austin and he fucking split Austin's face open and fucking... Yeah. He's just Awful. he's just a bit reckless, isn't he? Yeah. But it was like Pillman was trying to do some sort of hurricane run and sort of sit out like into a roll-up or something. And it was like... Yeah. What, it, it was like he had to do it in stages because fucking Johnny B. Bad was... <laughs> Just stood there stiff as anything, not working with it. it. Was like fuck's sake. It was like what I imagined Osprey Jericho to be like, but wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were thinking. It was going to be like, yeah. <laughs> so we get old uh, cheesy Eric in the back in Missy Hyatt's locker room. Yeah, apparently a gimpy boyfriend sent her a card, and he goes into the shower to interview her, 
and she shits herself and throws stuff at him because he's a dirty old peeping Tom. Probably is. <laughs> Speaking of shit matches, we get uh, Black Blood versus Big Josh in a Lumberjack match. Don't, don't say it's fake. <laughs> his, his father wasn't fake, and he's definitely not fake. Kevin Nash should never be broke into the business. <laughs> so, do you reckon? Do you reckon Big Josh is a real lumberjack? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, but he, he just all I could ever think of is that interview now. When everyone Christy had the cloud, Christy the cloud. <laughs> Who was Black Blood, by the way? Who the fuck was he? Guy called Billy Jack Haynes, who dude like journeyman kind of job. No good. Not jobber, but no, he's like, mm, not great. There was, some, there was some rotten gimmick matches on this, wasn't there? Scaffold match, shit six yeah. man, lumberjack match. Who's ever liked a lumberjack match ever? Not me. I'm yeah. just loving the, the gimmicks from like because like WCW was never the cheesy one. It was always yeah. WWF had the cheesy gimmicks. And this is like Black Blood from a little town in France. Comes out of a fucking axe. And an execution last. <laughs> I thought it was fucking what's his face? Brutus Beef Beefcake at one point when you first you, know, you, <laughs> you know, mentioned he had an execution given. Oh, I was like, here he is, it must be him. <laughs> Round the ring we've got JYD. Can't believe he was there. Yeah, for that. Uh Dickie Slater, <laughs> lovely. Lovely see to see there, Dickie. <laughs> yeah. That's coming up later. Don't worry. Uh Dustin's out there, they're all around the ring. Fucking Ricky Morton is too. It's just a fucking slugfest. It's... The best part of it was when the Lumberjacks started going at it. Yeah. That's so how you know you've got a shit match in the ring. <laughs> and the only way that he could win old Big Josh the babyface was uh, Dustin Rhodes lamping black blood in the knee with an axe handle. Not yeah, like he... the top row match on an axe handle, an actual handle from an axe. And uh, gets a roll up for free. Yeah, but Dustin saved Big Josh from getting executed. He did. He was going to get his head chopped off on national telly. He was. So you know, it it, it was for the betterment of the uh, of the night. Really, no one wants to see that. It's it was a pretty standard lumberjack match with some heelish interference by Dustin. It was very short, thankfully. Yeah, it it, it literally got it went from bad to worse though with the next one. Though, did it? Come on. Yeah, one man gang versus Elegante. That's uh, Giant, Giant, Giant Gonzalez, yeah. <laughs> and he was the yardstick for which I mentioned shit matches on for a long time until I saw Paige Janela. What? It was Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez, wasn't it? It's just Giant Gonzalez. Anything, period. Anything, but specifically yeah. the Taker Giant Gonzalez, yeah. Um, I'll just put this, is going to be dump. Absolutely dump. <laughs> you weren't wrong. Gimmick, gimmicky as fuck. What was it with, comes... with with El Gigante or whatever he was called? Like you had just had like four like little people with him. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I... So the one man gang comes down, and he's got he's like chained up, which is a shit version of his gimmick. Because when he was in the WWF, he came down like a sort of biker kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Sullivan looks like Snarf from the fucking Thundercats. He just looks shocking, <laughs> like the state of them both. As the battle of the Giants, and certainly at over 400 pounds, the one-man gang fits that bill. But Kevin Sullivan, I want to ask you, we've seen the incident on national television. You shaved the Giants' head. One question before this match, what are you trying to prove? You won't ask me anything. I'll tell you everything you need to 
because the gang and myself climb the plateau of fear, swim through the river of the dead, went to the temple of Buddhajit himself, and met with the lady of the third eye. And as the gang and the lady of the third eye feasted and rejoiced, she was outside with the banshees, and they were building the death wagon. We had taken the death wagon all the way through the river of fear, down the plateau, and it's outside, waiting tonight, giant, your heart and soul and head belongs to the one man gang. Tie down your television. They say it's like the battle of the giants. I think the seven foot seven guy is the giant. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no. Is he actually guy. seven foot seven? Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking it's massive. Like, to be fair. <laughs> Sullivan shaved Elegancy's head. This is uh, Sullivan's little promo that he does. He'll tell you all you need to know. Giant is ready to go down. They climb over the plateau of fear, swim through the river of the dead. He's doing all that fucking Abu Dhabi stuff that he was doing, you know, when Dungeon of Doom crap. And he just witters nonsense, and I fucking hate it when he does it because we both know how good he is yeah, as he's a pro. A good promo <laughs> when he's not spitting rubbish. <laughs> like you said, Elegancy comes down with these little people, and one is on his shoulders. I don't know what that was about. What was? What was? I've no idea. This is Jim Hurd era WCW. There's no rhyme or reason, mate. It's like fucking Russo era WWF. <laughs> is he just to show he really is proper tall? Look at him. I think that maybe was what it what it was. It was like, look how tall he is, bloody hell. <laughs> the best part of the match was one man gang goes after them all and Sullivan fucking launches one. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, they were about the same height. <laughs> yeah, Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan's not blessed with height, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? Elegante was a wrestler. Literally, no, wasn't he next ex- basketballer or something? Ted Turner owned the Atlanta. Is it Hawks? I think basketball team. Yeah, I think so. And he he failed a trial, and he was like, "We can use you somewhere else." <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! He, he does he does a fucking hip toss, and they put it over as like a big move. Like, oh wow! <laughs> My hip toss. He was he was the most limited of limited, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Oh god. I, I I could I just couldn't watch it. I just let it play in the background while I cried mercilessly and some fucking <laughs> tea. So bad. It was so bad. This has got to be. It's got to be at least as bad as Paige Janela. It was. It was. Yeah. In fact, in fact, no. This, this no. Paige Janela's worse because Paige Janela got fucking fanfare. Not one yeah. fucker on the planet would say this. No word. one's mentioned this. No one's. Yeah. No. It, it was about bad. all he can do is an Irish whip. That's all he does. Not 25 yeah. of him. He's got nothing in his locker, has he? Literally nothing. A vertical suplex on one man gang. Fairly impressive, I guess. Sullivan gets up top. He puts the claw on Sullivan. Okay, oh, well. Like Carly he, style. Yeah, he hangs gang the powder, but elegant. He kicks it into his face. Clothesline and three. I thought I enjoyed the powder spot. I was quite, you know, a bit novelty. Yeah. And I've actually put it better than Paige Janella, better than Moxley Janella, but still a stinker overall. <laughs> Janella. 
He's got to be the yardstick for the worst ever, isn't he? Apparently, and I didn't realise this had happened because I wasn't watching at the time, there's another Paige Janela match on Dynamite right. or there? Rampage from about two, two and a half years ago. And apparently it's uh, utterly Worse. fucking woeful. Apparently, like, Janela's just that fucking clunky and clumsy that he's he's cut out, uh, Adam Page's head open and busted his mouth by accident. Like, hard weighed him twice just for being fucking shit. <laughs> That's not a surprise, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're getting towards the sort of semi-main now. Yeah. Shows the genesis of the Sting, Nikita Koloff feud, Nikita attacking him in the ring with a chain, and then Sting retaliating, and more Nikita levering him with a chain. So there's actual build-up to this. Yeah, there's, there's a story. Yeah, it should be all right. I've only just noticed this, but they must be doing it all night. There's like weird entr- entrances where everyone's like stood on this little plinth. Yeah, I feel like it only became apparent in the main event sort of matches. Yeah, did not get that. Was it like a raising floor, or was it literally just come out, pose on there for two seconds, and then get announced? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. So he's called the Russian Nightmare, but he's, he's built from... from Lithuania. Yeah, it's like. What? <laughs> I thought that. He's actually, I was like, but he's actually from Minnesota. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just say he's from Russia? <laughs> it's not like you're offending him, is it? Like he's not even from either of the countries. <laughs> yeah, because what, what's more offensive, billing him from Russia or calling him a Russian nightmare? <laughs> I'm sure, the nightmare <laughs> bit's a bit more offensive, isn't it? Yeah, slightly. <laughs> But they get these Sting... fancy little graphics come up on the screen for them in these in these two oh, no. <laughs> Tail of the tape. <laughs> Sting gets a big old pop. Big old pop. It was Tarrant. It was Tarrant. Yeah, definitely yeah, was Tarrant. Tarrant. Can't argue. He was with that. an absolute monster baby face, wasn't he? With the surfer yeah. gimmick. I could get on board with him here. It's the it's yeah. the woodenness. He's a bit he's proper wooden still, but he's got his Michael Flatley Matador jacket on. It makes another appearance. We haven't seen it for a while in 90, 96, 97. Yeah. So they're both attached to each other by the end of the chain. So this is essentially a strap match with a chain. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> we've seen enough of these for, for for a long time, haven't we? Bloody hell. This was the best one we've seen, though, by the way. I will add definitely. that. Yes, it's definitely the best one we've seen. <laughs> There's a lot of brawling and a lot on the floor. Yeah, you know, Sting dropping Nikita on the rail, choking him with the chain. Nice spots. What good, use think? Of the, I mean, good use of the gimmick. Oh, definitely. And the thing with Nikita Koloff, even though he's just a big bodybuilder from fucking Minnesota, you do buy him as a Russian nutter. Yeah, yeah you do. He does look like a fucking Soviet KGB operative or something, doesn't he? He looks fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> but he lived his fucking gimmick. You get that? He's one guy that proper lived his gimmick, man. Didn't he speak with like a Russian accent even outside of the Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that's and Anne Anderson that's was like, Listen, dickhead, we know where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> that's so hard, that isn't it? Just fuck here, mate, fucking just shut the fuck up for a minute. We're not in gimmick anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're doing alright, but I'm gonna just put you back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, I thought Sting was fucking super cool well not cool but like super like baby face like you can see why he was so popular 
just like not 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 in the not in the same way with Brett with like the colors and stuff or Hogan, but there is that element of it with like the like with the face paint and he just still that st- stands out, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Like you could tell why he was really big with like the younger younger like fans and stuff. He's like it's the it's like they took the warrior thing. But I think Sting might have been before Warrior, but it's like they took that and made it just better. Yeah. Bit, bit more personality and not mental. So why what makes this a Russian chain match? Is the chain from Russia? It's Russian you know? it's pure Russian steel, yeah. Pure communist steel. <laughs> no, for it, it's literally just because he's Russian in it. He's brought it to the ring and it's it's a Russian steel match. However, if you if you remember Starcade eighty six, I know it's I know it's not a great remember. Yeah. If you remember that Dutch Mansell tag match against the Russians, they had a yeah. chain and, and Mansell had a whip, so at least there's like some consistency. That must be a Russian must gimmick. Be their, their gimmick, yeah, it must be. It's a bit That's of a, a continuation. Uh, so we had the the the, 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 the scaffold match too, and, and we get that as well. A bit of continuity, five years of the making. Take your long term story to telling Tony Khan and fucking watch this. This is long term. <laughs> Get a bit of heelish crotching by uh, Sting with Nikita yeah. with the chain, but you know like if that. you're in a chain match, you've got to do this kind of shit. You got to be dirty, aren't you? Anything goes, yeah, definitely. And I was thinking, is this going to be? Is this finish going to be the same as the, the other strap matches we've seen? And it was slightly different. It wasn't. I, I thought it was going down that route at one point, but the, yeah. it, 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 the way he did it was a little bit different, wasn't it? I thought they were going to do this thing where they both just stumbled into it. Because they were sort of going down that route at one point, where they both, they don't, they both of them had touched the free post, haven't they? And I thought, here we go, they're both going to fall into it. We're not going to know who the winner is. But there's one thing I, there's there's one big inconsistency I have with these chain strap matches, whatever you want to call them. The breaking of the count by any chance? Yeah, the cool off period between <laughs> like between touches. Because one t- like one minute it's like thirty seconds and it's done. And then when when you want it to be, it's like three minutes, and it's like, oh, he's finally yeah. touched it. <laughs> Re- referee's discretion, but you know, it's yeah. one of them. Minute, fucking some referees are very di- discreet, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so the finish is basically this, he does a stinger jump. Yeah, of course, the stinger splash, right? But he sort of jumps yeah. over Nikita's head, but his momentum pushes Nikita into the corner first, and yeah. he gets the win. Yeah, I wonder if that wasn't meant to be the meant to be the case, and they just sort of had to make a, like call an audible at the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I suppose I would imagine there'd be more. There would be more to this feud, wouldn't there? Yeah, because I mean, they went after it afterwards. Uh, Sting gives yeah. him an atomic drop and then crotches Nikita and leaves. Bit of a sore loser. Uh, I thought, like you said, I thought it was better than the strap matches we've seen, but still yeah. not great. But at least had a variation on the finish. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the same bullshit we've seen like three times in a row, was it? <laughs> no, so as they're putting the fucking cage up after this, we get a wooden top hype package. <laughs> fucking hell. So he's he's the he's the US champ as well, and that's not on the line. Yeah. And uh, they put over how there's gonna be a new champ crowned. He's yeah. absolutely fillet Luger's physique. They show a lot of uh, torture racks, and then they put over Wyndham's ability in the ring, and they both have fucking abysmal hair. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I always forget that Luger was he played a bit of hot potato in the nineties, didn't he? With fucking between WWF and WCW, he was back and forth like no tomorrow. Well, um, not really. He was he was he was WCW from like the mid eighties to about ninety three, and then he debuted in WWF. No, yeah. sorry, ninety two, but he was injured. Yeah, and he was in the World Bodybuilding Federation. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, and that's how that's how he got Vince got him out of his like ninety day or whatever no no compete clause. Yeah, he's not wrestling; he's bodybuilding. Yeah, and then he debuted him as uh, as the narcissist, and then yeah. he fucked off on the first night during ninety five. So he was only in WWF for about two and a half, three maybe. Years. Yeah, but he went. He went. He was in WC, then went to WWE, then back. So he he did go a bit of back and forth in the nineties, didn't he? Oh yeah, he only went WWF once though, didn't he? He wasn't as bad yeah. as fucking Jarrett, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, true. <Fucking> hell. <laughs> so we get Lex Luger versus Barry Windham in a steel cage for the vacant WCW title belt. JR and Tony waffle for at least five fucking minutes while they fuck about with his cage. It must have been Boring as fuck in the arena because it was boring <laughs> as fuck on fucking video. I don't know. I don't know why, but I quite like like the little short cage for some reason. It just gives me like I don't know, like cage fighting vibes to it. I don't know. You know yeah, it looks a bit more like, legit. Like compared to the proper like stagey like big cage they put on now, it's just like it looked looked a bit dirtier. That's not even the worst cage WWF ever had. They had a big blue cage. Yeah, it I remember was that one. Horrendous. Wyndham is looking like his stalker gimmick. Do you remember his stalker gimmick in the WWF? Yeah. With that bl- blonde porno tash. He was, but he was sort of dressed like Austin before. Austin dressed like Austin, the old black, black, black waistcoat, pants. all that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Big pop for Luger, as usual. Not Tarrant, obviously. No, um, not quite. And, and he's in Hogan Yellow and has the most egregious feathered mullet I have ever seen. The yellow trunks was weird. I just didn't. They didn't look right at all. So I was just assuming it's going to be a standard Luger match, but just longer and with a much better opponent. <laughs> so, yeah. But he's also a big fucker, Barry Windham. So yeah. And then we get the uh, huge "We Want Flair" chance. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Notorious comes completely no sell it. Nikki yeah. P refing. So, it's going to be power versus technicality. Wyndham bumps about for Luger, but he does show his agility. Like, the fucking guy's six foot six, but he's leapfrogging, yeah. hitting quality drop kicks. He was impressive, really, wasn't he, in this match? But Barry Wyndham was like Dustin Rhodes before Dustin Rhodes. You know, big dude, hmm. um, but like agile, technically sound. Yeah, Barry Wyndham's another one who, he was, he, he was a world champion at one point. He's he never just got that his good in the break, ring. though, like as a big star. Well, he, no, he won the WCW belt. He was in the Horseman. That's like the iconic Horseman with hmm. Wyndham, Tully, Arn, and Flair. I, I think Barry Wyndham's fucking massively underrated. Uh, Nature Boy chance now. So it's always going to happen, though, wasn't it? It's always yeah, going to But I've no idea why it's still in a cage because Flair Luger was in a cage because there was obviously a program behind that. But this doesn't yeah. need to be in a cage. But then they go on about them being former tag team partners. So yeah, fair enough. We'll you get away with that it. one slide, yeah. Mm. But it, there's no heat. It just seems to be like a best man win type thing. It just felt like a nitro match or something, didn't it? Yeah, like a nitro a really nice... event. Yeah, de- definitely. But without Hogan fucking wittering on for fucking twenty minutes, <laughs> uh, there was a nice headstand 
by Wyndham to free himself from the sort of head scissors. I thought that was quite nice. Yeah. And I thought and he, he was lot... like I've not seen I know you've you've like before you've spoken quite highly of it. I know he's obviously uh, Bray Wyatt's uncle. Yeah. 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 So he, he's got a lineage, obviously, but I'd never seen him really have a match, but I was really impressed of him, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of late 90s, to, sort of, sorry, late 80s to early 90s was probably like his best period. Mm. But he's, he's just very reminiscent of Dustin Rhodes to me, or Dustin Rhodes is reminiscent of Barry Windham to yeah. me, or whichever. It really wasn't working for me as a title match, this. It's bland. It didn't feel like a title. It didn't feel important enough, did it? No. Like 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 I said before, it just felt like a normal Luger match, just with a better opponent. Barry Windham does his best, but Barry Windham's good. He's great, in fact, but he's no flair. He's not got the pizzazz quality and the pizzazz because yeah. I've seen flair drag fucking quality out of Luger. Yeah, but, was know, Luger was Luger always winning the belt, even if it was flair? Yeah, Does anyone know? Or, yeah, probably. probably. Luger, it's a big DDT, but it's not sold at all. Mm. Weird. And I, it's just this was clearly put together as a rush job, but it's just such a weak main event, I think. It wasn't really the main event, though, was it? No, weirdly. Weirdly, I it thought it was. Been. Yeah, it's odd. I mean, Luger does his, his comeback with his shitty running clotheslines. He racks Wyndham, but then Wyndham does something I thought was quite cool. So, obviously, he's pushed his feet against the cage to that escape awesome. from the rack. I thought that was cool. And yeah. um, then he hits a back suplex, which I thought was a great spot. Hits a nice flying lariat off the top rope to Luger. Another big lariat. Top rope drop kick to Luger, too. I mean, he's nice. getting his shit in. Yeah, really agile for a big dude. And then, yeah. randomly, Harley Race and Mr. Hughes come down. Yeah. Race says... Now's the time. And then Luger just picks fucking Barry Windham up, power drives him for free. Fucking flat as fuck that finish. Because, well, like, what was the, what was the, <laughs> I, I know they said on comms that it was like that was Harley Race's move. He won so many titles with that, blah, blah, blah. But why? What, what, what's he got to do with Luger? What's, I don't know. I, I can only assume that he's turned and joined yeah. Harley. Because, like, Windham was clearly like, Wrestling babyface with his big sort of like comeback yeah. and yeah, I thought it was solid. I thought yeah. it was one of the one of the better Luger matches I've seen. Mm. Um, I just thought it was flat for a title match and the finish was fucking odd. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere that finish, didn't it? It was just a bit like, oh, let's have a bit of a shock factor. Yeah. Next up, though, we've got the final match. Which no uh, idea why is... this went on last. No idea. That's all. So the, it was originally supposed to be the Steiners yeah. with Missy Hyatt versus Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Paulie Dangerously. Mm. After Windham was moved to the title match after Flair did one, and yeah. Scott Steiner got an injury, the match was changed to a mixed tag, which would be like Steiner and Hyatt versus Arn Anderson and Paulie Dangerously. So hey, the, Heyman comes out and they call him the Psycho Yuppie. <laughs> Weird. And then and then Steiner and fucking Missy come out nineties as fuck in like highlighter pen, Mister Motivator lycra outfit. Yeah, she, right? yeah, she had that, <laughs> Mister Motivator. <laughs> she did. You're right. <laughs> and then old Dick Murdoch and Dickie Slater, the hardliners, come out 
and kidnap her and take her backstage at proper what the fuck shit was angle. That? Proper shit was angle. that was that the call that Paul Lee put in like earlier on? Is that what? Yeah, he was apparently, to? yeah. But in reality, this was done because uh, the Maryland State Athletic Commission did not allow intergender matches. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's two on one, Mark. Uh, on paper, Arn versus Rick would have been mint, but not in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> did they much of it, did we? Fucking hell. No. Top <laughs> tier mid-air catch slammed by Rick Steiner. We always like that. That's a trademark, right, isn't it? It is. Paul, he comes off the top. And JR just mocks the fuck out of him, which is funny. He start, he goes on about his fucking receding airline. Yep. Fucking savage. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs his hair and he says, Oh, he's just grabbed him by his vastly receding hairline. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, brutal. Paul, Paul E hands Arn one of his cowboy boots, but Rick <laughs> drops Arn with a Steiner line before he could hit him, and Paul E is absolutely shitting it. Tries climbing out, gets slammed, gets grabbed by the hair, Steiner line, and that's all, folks. <laughs> what a weird match to have on last. <laughs> it was daft as fuck, but it was. It's always nice to see Heyman get his because he rarely does these days. Yeah, he does need to get his weapons um, once in a while. And and completely wasted. And did nothing really, did he, other than just sell? They thought it was shit, essentially. <laughs> and and coming out of it, the big talking points: Luger and Harley Race, and it just finished flat as fuck. I know. What an, what an odd fucking pay per view. It was weird. It was really weird. Because it had it like, too many matches. Had, yeah, far too many matches. Far too many gimmick matches, which I find at all WCW pay-per-views in the 80s and 90s. There's a lot of steps, isn't there? There's a lot of stipulation yeah. matches, which I'm assuming is, is like the blow-off to him. So we, obviously we've not watched the weekly telly. Hmm. So you'd think there's feuds going into it, but... They don't feel don't hot, know. do they, half of them? No, not to us, no. Yeah. The, the Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson one did. Yeah, but you could feel that in the match, I think. You could feel the, the tension and the sort of... Yeah, you know. but we can understand that even if you're not watching the telly because we we all know they were tag partners for fucking forty years or whatever it is. Yeah, so you sort of get that. I don't know. I mean, it was it was more umph to it than Starcade '86 and Starcade '96. Better yeah. lighting, more modern, but also extremely dated. Jr. was good. You got Shivani was awful. Shivani <laughs> was awful, but that's just as standard. And it just—it was just odd. It was like there's no cohesion to it. So there's the odd good match, and then just dog shit, and then this weird fucking ending to it. Weird. <laughs> but, but I was so confused when because I, I watched obviously the, the the world title vacant world title match. So I'm like, all right, okay, fair enough. Obviously that's the main event. And then they're going right. We got one last match. I was like, what? I, I completely forgot about the Heyman thing. It just completely threw me. I was like, why is this on last? <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, well, in the, in baffling circumstances, we should probably head over to our post-show awards. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was your match of the night, Matt? It's going to have to be the uh, the rock and roll collide, isn't it? Richard Definitely. Morton and uh, and Gibson. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Zenk versus Diamond Stud was decent. Yeah, but yeah, that that was the best match on the show. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, who's your MVP? Mm. I was going to say JR just because he tried to keep it all together. Yeah. But, yeah, JR was but consistent. I'm, but I was a big fan of Page as a heel manager as well. So, mm, What about Sting, babyface Sting? Thought he had a nice Sting, true. I thought Robert, Robert Gibson put in a corky performance, but so did Ricky Morton as a chicken shit heel. Yeah, there's a few contenders. I reckon, I reckon Jr. Maybe because he was just he was yeah. just classic throughout the night when he was that that voice is just iconic, really, isn't it? Yeah, and he's he did a lot better job of keeping this shit, you know, seem sort of cohesive than he ever did on an AEW pay per view. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so okay, go Jr. Dick of the day. Oof. I've got to give it to Sullivan. He was woeful, wasn't he? Twice. Twice. <laughs> He's affecting two matches. <laughs> do like him, but when he does this sticky comedy wank, it's just not for me. Yeah. Or uh, or Nash, because he was just maybe not necessarily his fault, but he even if you've got a shit shit gimmick, you'd still try a bit better than that, don't yeah. you? But he did, um, he did not give one fuck, did he? No. Nah. So, but yeah, I think for Sullivan because he was just involved in two proper shit things. <laughs> and now this is this could be the the, the maddest decision we made all day, Barnet of the night, because there was fucking hundreds. <laughs> we could have we could have oh god Nash's grey little ponytail mullet. We could have PN, PN News's PN News's flat top, skin fade, and then little ponytail mullet at the back. I think that's got to be in the shout, hasn't it? That, that was just like that's like three haircuts in one. <laughs> three in one. Uh, Shivani's windswept highlighted fucking Duran Duran girls on film haircut. Yeah, that, you forget about them. There's so many of them. <laughs> the original, the original just for men Bischoff mullet. Yeah. Uh, there's so fucking many. I mean, I think Lugas. PN News just. Lugo, fucking hell, Lugas, Jesus! I think it's got to be oh, that PN yeah. News fella, though, isn't it? The free, the free yeah. in one, yeah, <laughs> triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, bad. Hopefully, we'll never have to see him again either. Um, <laughs> yeah, no one wants to see him again. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, PN News for your triple threat follicle nightmare. You get banned in the night, <laughs> right? Well, but yeah. next up, he's sold out. NWO's flagship one and only pay-per-view. <laughs> Infamous. Is that the only time they did Notorious. it? Notorious. Yeah, I think after that, they were all, like, all the pay-per-views in, like, 98, 99 were billed as WCW, NWO. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Like, half okay. and half. And this was a, I'm assuming everybody's seen it, but we'll, we will recap it for you in detail in, right. in our next episode, yeah. Um, and it's pretty much the reason why there was only ever one NWO pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> so that's up next, and then we're going to be doing the 27th of uh, January Nitro, and uh, then we're going to be doing a Wouldn't You Know We Won The Tony episode four. Is it four? Fight now, for, it? Yeah, Fight For The Fallen next. <laughs> Where they donate to charity at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not a great card. <laughs> I think we went through it, didn't we? <laughs> I don't know if we have been through it. Yeah, I think we went through it on our last one where we did Fighter Fest, was it? And we and it was because it was Young Bucks and Cody and Dustin as the main event, and there was a bunch of shit. Oh uh, yeah, 
Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> anyway, if you like what we're doing and you want to subscribe to us on Spotify, give us a, a top tier Kazushka Okada drop kick on that subscribe button. Yeah. Do not do not do not super kick it. We've we've we done with that now. <laughs> if you want to give us a five star Davy Meltzer as well on Spotify, we would greatly appreciate that. Try and bring our fucking average up. <laughs> It's it's a bone of contention with me and Mark at the moment because people have, people are not nice sometimes. I mean, we're we're just lovely young men trying to make a way in this world. Five. We've, been, we've been blackboard. We've been belts to CM Punk, haven't we? We're getting shit ratings even though we're putting in work. I know, and we don't even use real glass. <laughs> Crimea River. <laughs> 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 okay, if you want if you want to interact with us on Twitter, it is at adjective pod as well. Like, retweet, you know, send us some questions. We like questions, maybe not about this pay per view. <laughs> this was this was a stinker, sadly, <laughs> and um, and we have watched some stinkers on this run, yeah. but it's part of the fun, right? Mm-hmm. But it's I think it, I think it's more annoying when it's not in timeline and you've just gone, oh, we'll have that one, we'll do that one, yeah. and you've gone, oh, you've picked a shitter. So I think I think the next next time we do a past tense episode, we'll have a look at nineteen ninety two uh, WWF. Yeah, maybe, maybe SummerSlam ninety two, Big Show, maybe Raw Rumble ninety two because they're both corking corking pay per views. I mean, I think maybe I have some sort of nostalgia bias, but I don't know if as a whole the corking pay per views, but they're just two massive parts of my childhood. Yeah. So. But yeah, next uh, coming up next, we've got sold out. Then the twenty seventh Nitro, and then fight for the fallen. Have we got any further business, Mark? No, nothing else to report, Big Dog. So for the first time in a long time, I'll say those immortal two words: kidnapping bastard, Dicky Slater. <laughs> See you later. Nothing bastard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>